What's up, y'all? It's me, it's me, it's ABC coming at you live from my movie studio here in Kent. Welcome to the ABC podcast on Blog Talk Radio, where I take modern dating and I disavow it for your entertainment. If you want to call in, the number is area code 563-999-3596, 563-999-3596. Call in with your questions, comments, concerns, you know, whatever you want to talk about. If you need advice, that's why I'm here too. Well, go ahead and call it. If you don't want to call in, then that's fine. Just if you want to listen to the two hour lecture because it's a weekend, I do two hours. So if you want to sit back and listen to the lecture, yeah. You can sit back and enjoy what I have to say. If I sound different, it's because I'm getting over a 48 hour, it's like a 48 hour thing. I'm not sure if it's cool or not, but you know, you just had to spend the weekend in bed. So yeah, that's kind of the thing. But I figured since. Life took hold of me last week, and we have to do, like, massive overtimes at the plant. Then, you know, I always say if I have to do overtime, I'm not going to do a show the next day. And that's exactly what happened to me last week. Now, I don't know what next week has to offer, but as as far as the show is concerned going forward, at least for the foreseeable future, things will change. But um, at least for the foreseeable future, it looks like I'm going to be doing these things on Sundays for the time being. So... We'll see. Well, for right now, just plan on every Sunday. All right, may not be able to do the weekly thing. If I do the week, if I get around to doing the weekly thing, great. But um, I'm just not expecting to. I'm just not expecting to be able to do the weekly thing. So that's what's happening today. I want to talk about masculinity and femininity because. Um, I feel that the, that knowledge of masculinity and femininity have been lost. I mean, that's just, I'm just going to call it like I see it. Knowledge of masculinity and femininity have been lost. We had a good grasp of it back in like the 40s, 30s, 40s, all the way up until about the 1960s. when, And even after like the whole first wave feminism, women get the right to vote, we still had a, we still had a grasp on masculinity. Why? Because even with the first wave feminists, it wasn't about demonization of men. That demonization of men didn't happen until the second wave. So, masculinity was wasn't really wasn't really um scapegoating is what I want to say. Masculinity wasn't scapegoating. It wasn't until the second wave feminists in the nineteen sixties and seventies is when we started losing the losing the idea of what masculinity and femininity is. And I'm gonna tell you why that is and I'm going to tell you what happens. I don't know if you read my read my show description, but I'm going to tell you what happens because remember, I have a degree in IT, I'm an associate's degree in IT. So I'm going to tell you what happens, why um, feminism is is bad for women, or is bad for women. They think that being indoctrinated with masculinity, being indoctrinated into a masculine mindset, because that's basically what feminism, feminism is. It's indoctrinating women into a masculine mindset. I'm going to tell you what's wrong with that. But I'm going to I'm going to attack it from a direction of, again, somebody who has a degree in IT. So I'm going to do that today. And then I'm going to tell you why some women want now live a soft life after decades and decades, actually almost a century of, after a century of feminism, why women want to now live the soft life. So I'm going to go into that too. But first, you want to know what a good woman is? You want to know what a high-value woman is? Let me tell you what a high-value woman is, all right? Because I get, I feel like this gets lost as well, along with the whole masculinity and femininity thing. 
Let me tell you what a high let me tell you what a high value woman is and what a high value woman does. It's not what she is, it's what she does. Because um, what you do determines your value, right? We all know this. Well, that's mm, not it. I mean, there's a whole lot of other things. I did a um, I did a show, and I think I put it on my um, SoundCloud about how to determine the value of something. And so, if you want to know the the whole deal, go back to that show. But there's a, yeah, there's a lot of things that go into uh, how you value something. That's fine. That's fine. But what does a high value woman see? I I I feel like people think that high value women, they're young and they're fertile and they're pretty and they're 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 feminine and things like that. Like I I said in my I said in my last week's show that about the pyramids and everything what femininity is, and people think that high value woman is young and she's fertile and she's kind and she's soft and all this stuff and that's good that's good right. But let me give you an example is because I feel like a lot of a lot of women out there think that they're high value and they're not because it doesn't their actions betray them is what I want to say. So let me tell you the actions of a high value woman, right? Because a lot of people can say, Well, I'm young and I'm fertile and I'm pretty and I'm you know, I've not a lot of them have been raised to be wives, okay, whatever. But and again, that's part of being high value to it, right? Being raised to be wives. But let me tell you, last Friday, right? Last Friday, uh there was a woman who received a text from her boyfriend. Her boyfriend told her Hey, I'm not feeling too well. Can you can you have some tea prepared for me when for when I come home? Now the boyfriend wasn't scheduled to come home until about he didn't get off work till one, so he usually gets he usually hits home about one fifteen. Doesn't he doesn't work that far from where he lives? But she knew she was going to be at least up till at least one thirty one forty five. Well, when the boyfriend got home, they just walking the walking the dog and everything and. Got to settle down at about one thirty, almost one forty-five in in the morning. The tea was there waiting for him, and so was she. She she stayed up till one thirty, till one forty-five to make sure she had his tea ready for him because he didn't feel good. That's a high value woman, and you're probably wondering, well, how do I know that story? Right? Was it emailed to me? Actually, no. That boyfriend was me. All right. I talk all the time about Elissa and how and how good of a woman she is. Those are the actions of a high value woman, right there, right? She doesn't care that I'm not six feet tall or I'm six feet tall, I'm not six foot four, I'm six foot even. She doesn't care that I'm not six foot four. She doesn't care that I have a dad bod. She doesn't care that I don't have a six figure income. She doesn't care about any of that. What she cares about is making me happy because she knows that one of the only things I care about, well, besides my kids, but one of the major things that I do care about is making her happy. Like, I, I dedicate my life to making her happy. So she, she, in turn, does the same. She dedicates her life to making me happy. That's a high-value woman right there, right? That is my girlfriend. There aren't many like her, but that one is mine. Just want to say that. All right, high-value. Get yourself a high-value woman. Again. The qualifications are there, right? Wappy body count is zero, no baggage. Um, 
She does all the stuff that she needs to do. Yeah, she may yeah, she may be a little old. She's 39. And she may be, you know, and she's in, I mean, she's a she's a pretty girl by any stand by any stretch. I mean, by any measure. But that didn't determine her value, right? There are other things that go into it, and again, that right there, that makes a high value woman. All right, on to the lecture. So, masculinity and femininity. Now, I'm going to go to my computer, right? Because one of the things that I learned, or not learned, but one of the things that I know is that if you, there are dictionaries online and stuff, right? Well, how is it that, and I'm going to go, I'm going to go to my favorite, my favorite left-wing search engine, which is Google, and I'm just going to Google the definition of masculinity. Oops. I mistyped it, so masculinity. Boom. Now, when I Google masculinity, and my computer's acting real slow for some reason. Hello. Okay, so when I Google masculinity, wow, it's not even working. Let's try it again. Masculinity. Oh, wait. Because I'm using the wrong bar. See? There. Now. Oh. Okay, this time search with Google. That's why I didn't pick Google as my search. Masculinity. Let's see. Dictionary. Definitions from Oxford languages. Masculinity. Qualities or attributes regarded as characteristic of men or boys. Now. I don't know about you, but when I went through some lot some courses in logic, I learned a couple of things. And one of the things that I've learned is something called circular reasoning. And basically, sir, what circular reasoning is is when you're asked a question and you frame the answer with the premise in it, that's circular logic. Now I've I Google masculinity. What is masculinity? And they say this. This definition that came from Oxford Languages says qualities or attributes regarded as characteristic of men or boys. That's not what I asked. So you built the you put the premise into the into the answer to the definition. That's not what I asked. I'm asking what kind of qualities or attributes are regarded as characteristic of men or boys. You see, this is what I'm saying. The word masculinity, the whole thing of masculinity has been has been lost because when you look up masculinity, it doesn't say what it is. It just says the qualities or attributes. It doesn't say what the qualities or attributes are. Now, let's see. It's got some questions here. What are four types of masculinity? Hegemonic, complicit, marginalized, and subordinate masculinities. I don't know where they get this from, but explaining the interview. In, let's see. Going to influences of hegemonic, and this is, comes from journals.sagepub.com. So let's see. Exploring the influences of hegemonic and complicit masculinity on lifestyle risk factors for non-communicable... Okay, except all the cookies. Um, diseases among adult men and mass rule with Lesotho. So we're going to go to Lesotho 
for masculinity. Now, what I what I've learned was that again, masculinity is different when you go to different societies. So, what's what's masculine? What's considered masculine in Lesotho may not be considered masculine in England. What's considered masculine in England may not be what's considered masculine in Japan. What's masculine in Japan may not be what's considered masculine in Papua New Guinea. So, again, I don't know why these, why when they're talking about something that's pretty much societally dictated, well, there are certain things. I'm going to get into this. There are certain things about masculinity that are across the board, right? That are just that are what they are across the board. Now, with different societies, it, it, there are different tweaks and there are different things thrown in. But across the board, there are the same few things that people consider masculine. And that, my friends, was what's called a data cluster. And again, if you ask a bunch of women from different walks of life, what they want in a partner, I'm talking about straight women now, what they want in a man, in a man as a boyfriend or a husband, yeah, you'll get some things, again, depending on their background and how and where they were raised and what nationality and ethnicity they are. You'll get some things thrown in, right, that's culturally driven. But there will be the same there will be the same few things that they all say. Again, it's called a data cluster, and you use data cluster to glean information. So let's see. Let's go to my notebook now because I started to, I started to map this out. And again, I used the pyramid. I used the pyramid thing. And I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna tackle masculinity first, if I can get to the page. Now, masculinity. When we talk about masculinity, what defines a man being a man? Regardless of where you are and what you grew up, where you grew up or where you, your ethnicity and all that. Some people think, yeah, some people say going to work, if he goes to work, if he, sometimes if he plows fields, sometimes some people will say if he has a lot of women, some people say if he has a high status. Let me tell you what masculinity is in four basic four basic um, words, right? Masculinity. And this is what I gleaned from all the women that I've listened to talk about what they want in a boyfriend or a husband. And the things that I came up with are these, and you can feel free to agree with me or disagree with me. But masculinity, what can, what encumbers mas what, what constitutes masculinity? Labor. Number one, labor. His ability to either work and, well, that's the next providing, but his ability to work or, if he doesn't work, do something that amounts to work. Like, if he doesn't have a job, he's fixing something. He's fixing a car. He's fixing, he's maintaining the house, maintaining things in the house. He's doing something, right? Masculine labor. He's working on something. Provision. How well does he provide? Does he go out and does he bring home the bacon, right? Because even in this era of feminism and women and girl bosses and women can do everything and we're strong and independent, we still want men to be able to pay for everything, which is fundamentally ridiculous. And I'm going to get into that in, in the next section when I talk about femininity. But Suffice it to say that even though women consider themselves strong and independent, they still want men to pay for things and to carry all the bills and to 
provide all the meals and stuff like that. So there's that. There's a whole there's a whole thing that goes, my money is mine, his money is also mine. That's a matter among women. So that's it. Provision. How are how good are you at providing? It doesn't mean you have a six figure income. Six figure income would be nice, but you could also provide with a five figure income making fifty, sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, you have to sacrifice. You may not live the life you want, but you can provide with that, right? Depending on who's president, because I'm not gonna get into that. So labor and provision. The third one, protection. How well can you protect the family? Are you willing to put your life on the line for your family, for your women and your kids? Are you willing? And how willing are you to do so? You see, what if I always say, and again, some would agree, some would disagree. But I always say that the sexiest thing a man can carry around with him that will get a lot of women is a pistol. I'm serious. If you go to the store, like, and I get it, open carry. Right, open carry states. I live. I happen to live in an open carry state. So if I put my pistol on my hip, I call my pistol Annabelle. If I put Annabelle on my hip and I go and I go to Walmart or something, since it's an open carry state, they can't say that I can't do it because state law says that I can. Now they can put personal policies in place about how I display it, but again, nobody can kick me out for carrying an open pit. For open carrying into their store. That's just how it is in Washington, right? If you live in an open carry state or constitutional carry state, a lot of these states are, a lot of these red states are turning to constitutional carry where you don't need a permit or anything like that to carry your pistol, which is awesome. I think more states need to go that way. But if you live in one of these states where it's like open carry, then carry your pistol because nothing makes a woman feel more protected around you than. You being able to or being willing to put down a bad guy. This is put down, put him down. Well, not your pistol, put him down. And that makes people feel protected. I remember I went to Walmart one day, right? And I was right after, it was right after my shift. This was back when I was in our guard. It was right after my shift. And I still had my uniform on with my pistol, but my pistol handcuffs, everything, blah, blah, blah. And so I go to Walmart because I have to go buy something. And one of the employees came up to me, and he's like, man, am I so glad you have that right now? And again, you know, it's not like they were under any kind of threat or any kind of attack. They weren't. But it just made them feel better knowing that there was a good guy with a good guy with a gun. So when they say that the whole good guy with a gun thing is, is pretty much nonsense, it's not. More, more, um, there are more defensive use of pistols defensive use of firearms than anything else. And again, I think the last number that I remember being counted was a little more than 5 million, incident, 5 million incidents of defensive use of firearms where bad guys were actually put down with their firearms instead of the other way around where bad guys had their had their way with them. And again, when the bad guys have their way with their, you know, with their firearms and shooting people, it's usually in a gun-free zone. So again, have your pistol. Carry your pistol. It's it's a thing that makes people feel if you're a good guy with a gun, then it make people feel safe. And there's nothing wrong with having people feel safe. That's just it. Right? So I always say the sexiest thing a man can carry around is his pistol. It could be it could be like Annabelle with a three and a half inch barrel, but Annabelle's my more or less my concealed carry, but I open carrier as well. Or like if I go walking around in my apartment. 
I'll take Aries, my, my daughter name, my AR-15 Aries. So I'll take Aries. And, you know, I'll strap Aries to my back. I'll go out and walk the dog. And I've got so many comments and compliments about from people who are glad I carry I carry Aries around because they're like, wow, somebody really cares about this complex enough that he's willing to put down a criminal that, that steps on the property. And I'm like, well, you know, without saying all of that or without, it's just that I'm into self-protection and I understand that the neighborhood I'm in in the last, oh, I say three years has went to the dogs as far as crime and criminal criminals are concerned. It's just, it, it, it was just this real downhill slide. So it's like, I kind of feel like I have to. But again, if some shooter comes in, if some shooter comes in and I have areas, I got to put him down. I have to. Whether I want to or not, I have to put him down. It's not what I want to do. It's what I have to do, right? So again, and then if I get accosted somehow with somebody wanting to rob me, then again, hard target versus soft target. You're not going to rob somebody who has an AR-15 strapped to his back that you can see. Again, open carry state. So there you go, right? So I said all that to say, protection. Are you willing to protect? Are you willing as a man to protect your family or what's yours? And how, how far are you willing to go to protect it? Small part of masculine. And the next one, the last one is strength. I have two types of strength. I have physical strength and mental strength. You have emotional strength too, but that goes under feminine. This is where strength, this is where strength binds um, masculinity and femininity. Again, I'm going to get into that whole thing when I talk about femininity in the next, uh, in the next piece. Strength. How strong are you? Are you the kind that will, will break down and cry when things go wrong or Will you, quote, will you, quote, unquote, man up and tackle the problem? You see, a lot of the problem nowadays is that we're, we're busy telling men that, well, you know, you had a bad day and it's okay to cry and this and that and this and that. I'm sorry, but and I don't like to, I don't want to be that guy. But you have to know that as a man, you can't sit around and cry and everything. As There's got to be a time when... You got to get up and you have to solve the problem. You do. You have to get up and solve the problem. The problem is so many leftists now are into dismantling bootstrap theory because they say, oh, you keep saying to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and that's not a thing. No, that absolutely is a thing, right? When it comes to making, when it comes to making something of yourself, you got to pull your, you got to pull yourself up by the bootstraps. You really do. You have to do your own work. You can't sit around letting people, waiting for other people to do your work. You have to do your own work. You have to do your own stuff. And to do that, you have to be strong. You can't sit here and worry about every little thing. You have to, you have to shake it off and get it done. That's just how it is. Shake it off, get it done. It's one of the things we learned in the military. And they've got, they're getting away with that. Oh, they're getting away from that in the military, which is dumb because, again, part of being a soldier is what we call Sayudo. Suck it up and drive on. Suck it up and drive on. If something goes bad, suck it up and drive on. For 370 days out in the Middle East, I had to suck it up and drive on. People died. I had to suck it up and drive on. We get into a firefight. 
I had to suck it up and drive on. I didn't get any mail that day. Well, I didn't get any mail at all when I was in Iraq. But I suck it up and drive on, right? I can't sit here and worry about, I can't sit here and worry about, wow, nobody brought me mail when bullets are coming my way. That's just, that's just not what you do, right? It's strength. You suck it up and drive on. That's part of strength. That's part of physical and mental strength. That's part of mental strength. Physical strength. How strong are you? How strong are your muscles? Are you going to the gym? Are you working out? Are you making sure you can lift the lift the washing machine and the move the refrigerator? I'm not asking you to lift the refrigerator. That's just dumb. But you can move the washing machine. Can you move can you move furniture? Can you do all these things? Can you push a car? I'm not asking you to push an SUV. That's like strongman stuff. But can you push a small Volkswagen? I can push start my um I can push start my Saturn. I'm not sitting I'm not sitting here trying to brag on myself or pat myself on the back. What I'm saying is there just has to be a bare minimum. There has to be a minimum standard for guys from as strong as as far as strength is concerned. Because I feel like without strength, there is no provision. Without strength, there is no protection. Without strength, there is no labor. So again, strength is very, very important, both physical and mental, when you're when you're talking about masculinity. And these are some of the things that Women across the board, just it doesn't matter what again, it doesn't matter what their um what their background is, where they grew up, how they grew up, uh, what race, ethnicity, nationality, they are these are the four things that I found that they all have in common that they all say. And so with those data clusters there, that's how I piece together what masculinity is. Despite the fact that um Google or Oxford Dictionary, whatever the Oxford language is, language dictionary is, despite the fact that they don't even know. And again, it's been lost over the years. The reason why it's been lost over the years is because, again, with the advent of second wave fem- the second wave feminist movement, women have women have been so busy trying to co-opt the masculine mindset and the masculine lifestyle that the two have been conflated now. Now there's no difference between masculinity and femininity because people think that it's feminine for a woman to go to work, be a boss babe, order people around, um, be all about the money, be all about working, getting degrees and working freaking 50 hours a week to try to bring a paycheck home to nobody but themselves. This is what this is what passes for femininity nowadays. And again, I'm going to take a break because... Um, I got some things to do, like feed my cat, because my cat's staring at her food dish, like, why isn't it being filled? So I'm going to take a break, and I'm going to feed my cat. Um, When I come back, I'm going to talk about femininity, but when I talk about femininity, I'm going to preface it with, excuse me, again, I'm getting over the coof. Um, When I talk about femininity, I'm going to preface it to why you don't download masculine traits into women and i'm going to use i'm going to explain that using my it degree and what i know about computers so because so, it's it's almost the same thing so that's what i'm going to do i'm going to take a commercial break and then when I, excuse me when i come back we're going to talk about that you're listening to, to the abc podcast on blog talk radio and we'll be back where is my oh where are my clips Oh, no, my clips. Okay, got my clips. <laughs> cool. Go to commercial. We'll be back. We'll talk about that. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent. 
Turn up Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost. What's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief, Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's sugar smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confounded, that boy knows I like those new sugar smacks. And he knows I do, too. And that's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new sugar smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just get Kellogg's sugar smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. Uh-oh. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they always say, relief is just a swallow away. Bless that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra rich, extra thick, extra chocolatey, Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra thick, extra chocolatey, Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell Mom to get Bosco chocolate-flavored syrup for you. Sing out. I love Bosco. It's rich in chocolate tea. Chocolate-flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco. That's the drink for me. Mike Wallace. 
with a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffle, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow Fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden fluffle. Yoo-hoo-hoo. I've got a Swiss cream sandwich for you. Crisp golden cookies and in between. An extra thick. It's my pick. Filling of cream. Dessert time. Don't miss Swiss. As the man around here, you can quote me on this. You hoo you hoo, it's Swiss cream sandwich for you hoo you and you hoo too. A truly different cream sandwich, Swiss cream sandwich baked by Nabisco. The luscious, creamy fillings in a class by itself, no other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light they melt in your mouth. It's Swiss cream sandwich for you, you, and you, Swiss cream sandwich. Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. of matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message, and only secret squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the secret squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert, and drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the secret squadron. We secret squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good, too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. 
Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day. The Gemini Space Flights. The trips are long. The training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank Tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-G pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some Tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of new Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked. So when it comes to masculinity, right? Now people will say people will again dictate well no one dictate, but they'll throw a little twist on that's what masculinity really is. Depending on what where they again, where they grew up, how they grew up, their culture, their ethnicity, and all kinds of other things. I think I'm gonna read from this study, this one on Sage, the Sage Club that I introduced earlier. Um, because I just I'm just curious as to what it has to say. I left it open, and I don't know. And I, I was far from saying that I did it for a reason. But um, let's see. Oh, let me just water for this because this is going to be a thing. Now, abstract. Masculinity is an important health determinant and has been studied as a risk factor for communicable diseases in the African context. This paper explores how hegemonic and complicit masculinities influence the lifestyle risk factors for non-communicable diseases among men. A qualitative research method was used, where eight focus group discussions were conducted among men in Masarula Sotha. Uh, the data were analyzed using a thematic analysis approach. Although participants typically described taking responsibility, taking responsibility, that's where the whole labor and provision comes in, right? Although participants uh, typically describe taking responsibility as a key feature of what it meant to be a man in Lesotho, their reported behaviors and rationales indicated that men commonly abdicated responsibility for their health to women. Again, this is cultural. This is the cultural part, right? Participants were aware of the negative effects of smoking on health and acknowledged difficulties to stop smoking due to the addictive nature of the habit. The initiation of smoking was linked by participants to the to the need to be seen as a man. So I guess in the so you didn't you weren't a man unless you smoked a cigarette. So that's 
that's way different than that's way different than what you would find in like a Japan or a China or something like that, right? Again, it's um some a lot of aspects of it are culturally driven, but they have they all have the same common much I hate to use the phrase common core. They all have the same the same common cores going on. Uh, regarding harmful alcohol consumption, participants reported that stress, particularly in the relationships with women, were linked to the need to drink. <laughs> I can totally, I can totally vibe with that too, right? I mean, men, are we right, men, or are we right? Uh, they were linked to linked to the need to drink, and as they reported, limited outlets for emotional expression for men in the sofa. I think that's. That's crazy everywhere because again, one of the things that one of the things that are like a mixed blessing along with the kind of a mixed blessing and a mixed curse of masculinity is the fact that yeah, we're supposed to be strong, we're supposed to have that mental strength. But when things go tough, what's our outlet, right? I mean, yeah, we can we can suck it up and drive on. But um ultimately we're going to need an outlet for that to get rid of it because if we carry some of this stuff with us, then it's not going to be real. The The end result isn't really good. And I'm talking about people, men unaliving themselves like at almost record numbers. Let's see. Um, Harfalaco, on the subject of poor diet, study found that most men were aware of the importance of vegetable consumption. The perceived lengthy preparation process meant they typically depended on women for such healthy food preparation, which is Again, um, that's a, a lot of that happens in the West too. I know I have my aversion to certain vegetables. Um, now, my almost pseudo counter to that would be the fact that more successful chefs on this planet are men than women, right? However, if excuse me, if women want to do the cooking and stuff, that's fine. They just have to realize that. And again, um, when you talk about taking responsibility for things or taking things under your under your purview, it's kind of your responsibility whether you're in your masculine, excuse me, your masculine or your feminine. It's up to you to make the best out of what it is that's under your purview, right? So that means if you make, if you um, if you're charged with making dinner, whether you're masculine or feminine. It's your responsibility to make it the best that you can make it. Like, there's really no way that I can, there's really no other way that I can put it. If you're charged with take care of the house, that's you have to do the best that you can. If you're charged with maintaining the vehicle, you have to do the best that you can, right? But, I mean, none of this is, none of this should be any kind of, none of this should be any kind of surprise, is what I want to say. Let's see. So poor diet. Yeah, a lot of men suffer from poor diet. In Lesotho, in Lesotho, it's one reason. I know in the West, it's because of it's because of work, the whole labor thing, right? A lot of men work so much that they don't have time to sit down and prepare proper meals. Now, the problem is if they get with a Westernized woman, one of these modern women, they get one of these modern women. Modern women don't feel the need to make meals for their men, even though he's working and he's doing the providing. They don't feel the need to do so because that's not what boss babes do, right? Then again, the section of femininity is coming up. Just hang on. 
That's not what boss babes do, right? Yet they always blast men about poor diets. Well, excuse me, if you, excuse me, if you complain about your man being overweight and you don't do anything to help facilitate his weight loss or his fitness, then a lot of that, a lot of him being overweight is on you. All right, this is what I say. But um, let's see. The perceived lengthy preparation process meant that they typically depend on women for such healthy food preparation. The problem is women don't take that responsibility. They just don't. They don't want. That's not a ball they want to run with. Um, almost all participants were aware that aware of the increased susceptibility to diverse negative health effects from physical inactivity. Again, physical strength. But because of the physical nature of the work labor. Um, those engaged in traditionally masculine occupations did not exercise. Those, here's what, here's what my retort would be. Jobs and occupations that are typically masculine are full of exercise. Think about it. Your oil riggers, your bricklayers, your construction, well, your asphalters, your electricians, your plumbers, and even the small wage editors. But Think of just think about it. Just think about all of, all the occupations that are your dive welders. Was, if you do that, like what what I do, there is a ton of exercise that's like built into the built into the sauce. So it's a ton of exercise built into the sauce. So if I go out to the gym after I after I get home from work, which it's not going to happen because I don't get usually don't get home till about one fifteen in the morning. But if I do extra gym work, I run the risk of burnout, of muscular burnout, because there's so much labor, there's so much physical intensity that's involved in my job. That again, weight loss happens, muscle building happens anyway. So, and that's with a lot of the masculine jobs out there. It's why women don't do it because they're too physically rigorous. They're too physically intense, and quite honestly, they're just too dangerous. You think about your loggers, your miners, your again, your um, oil riggers, your electricians. You think things like that, your dive welders, and things like that. Women don't do it because they're too physically strenuous. They're too dangerous. Uh, let's see, masculinity is, is socially and culturally constructed, which is what I said. And as such, harsh and as such has different features depending on the context. Masculinity is primarily founded on life events and activities in most societies. Therefore, the concept may be described as a set of role behaviors that men are socialized to perform. That's part of it, yes. As a result, um, definitions of what it means to be a man change from time to time. Certain things, certain the things that are more culturally driven, tend to change as culture changes. But it, again, it always has the same common factors, the same, the same lowest common denominators, which is labor, provision, protection, and strength. Those will always be the nucleus of what masculinity is, despite what society, what despite what other things society throws into it. Let's see. Men's view of manhood are shaped by their upbringing and their social environment. The society in which men live encourages the attitude beliefs and behaviors that are associated with increased health risk among men. These social support networks influence men's health choices positively and or negatively. Positive role modeling in a family setting 
influences the way men construct their views of masculinity and men's health choices, which is exactly why conservatives like me burn the idea of kicking men and fathers out of the house. It's the dumbest thing you can do, especially if you have children. And black women, I'm talking to you. Now, I get it. White women, there are tons of white women and tons of other ethnicity, Latino women and stuff that do that. But honestly, who leads the league in kicking fathers out of the house? is black women. And they wonder why their sons aren't growing up to be what they think masculinity is. Actually, it's not what they think. It's what masculinity, the four common things that masculinity is. You don't see it in a lot of black men. You just don't. Not the younger ones, at least. You don't see a whole lot of labor. You don't see a whole lot of provision. You don't see a whole lot of protection. And you don't see a whole lot of strength. You don't. Not mental strength. Because a lot of them grow up under the influences of black women. And black women, as much as they want to be masculinized and as much as they try to be masculinized and act masculine and think they are men and think they take on the roles of men, they are not very good at it at all. Because the first drop of a hat and they're losing it. They have no mental they have no mental strength, they have no mental fortitude. And the whole thing is weird because what I notice is that when they always say they always talk about being a single mom as if they kick the man out the house. This is the weird part. They'll kick the man out the house and then complain about being a single mom. Like what in the jumping monkey f but again that's just some of the things we see. I'm going to talk about this next when I talk about the whole OS thing. Black women try to be some of the most masculine people on the planet, and it just doesn't work for them. And again, when you take away, see this, this paper actually gets it, and it kind of buried, it kind of buried the lead there. But again, and I'm going to cut, I'm going to cut it there. But when you take, when you systematically exclude fathers from the house and then wonder why your boys aren't growing up to be masculine men, it just, it, it just says, it, it, it just says so much about you and your intelligence level. And again, I get, I get that a lot of that has to do with your programming. A lot of that, a lot of that has to do with your with your feminist indoctrination, basically. So you went to college and you got your little degrees and stuff. And I get it. You have to take sociology and all this other stuff. Um, feminist performance, art and basket weaving. But again, when, you know what? I'm going to talk about that right now. So part two of this lecture. Now, it's good. that segues into, that segues into what I really want to talk about. Now, I do have a degree in IT. I do. I have an associate's degree. Now, what I'm going to say, you don't need a, an associate's degree in IT to know, right? You just don't. It's because what I'm about to say about computers is, is a no, no kidding, Captain Obvious, right? Now, we all know that. Yeah, my cup again. <clears throat> you're going to hear this. You're going to hear me coughing a lot because I'm trying to power through this after just having come down off of food. So I'm sorry if I'm going to be coughing a lot, but it's important that I try to power through this. Now, we all know that when it comes to computer operating systems, right? Now, what makes a computer run? What makes a computer boot up and you can sign in and actually use it? It's called an operating system, right? Now, we know that there are three 
main operating systems that were three main brands of operating systems that computers use. There's Windows, right? Microsoft Windows. There's Apple iOS that goes into the Macs and the MacBooks. And then there's Linux Red Hat, right? Now, I'm going to eliminate Linux from the equation. I'm just going to go because, again, Linux goes across the board, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to do is focus on the main two because I need to build a binary with this because when I build a binary, it makes even more sense. Now, you have your PC, which runs Windows, your PCs, which run Windows, and your Macs and your MacBooks and your, um, your iMacs and your MacBooks and stuff like that, your iPhones, which run iOS, right? Have you ever put, have you ever tried to put iOS on a PC? Have you ever tried to install iOS as an operating system on a PC? Or have you ever tried to install Windows as an, uh, as an OS on an Apple, on a MacBook or a Mac or an iMac? It doesn't work. Why? Because the architecture is not, the architecture is not built for that programming. It's just not. So if you try to put Windows on a Mac, you're not even going to, I mean, yeah, if you're going to try and put Windows on a Mac, then it's not even going to boot up. Just like if you try to put iOS on a PC, it's not going to boot up. Why? Because the architecture is not built for that programming. It's just not. The programming, the programming is completely incompatible. It is. Now, when you, I mean, if you do manage to do enough workarounds, and I'm not talking about emulators or anything like that, because even emulators are built to run with the native, uh, run on the native OS. So you have to have Windows on the PC in order to run an emulator. But if you manage to boot it up, then what's going to happen is you're going to have a lot of, you're going to have a lot of glitches. You just are. Because again, the, the, um, the, the architecture is not built to handle the programming. It's just not built to run the programming. The architecture is completely different. The programming is not going to recognize what architecture is there because architectures are, the architecture is specific to the computer. It's specific to a PC and specific to a Mac. So if you run, try to run iOS, it's not even going to boot up. And if you even, if you manage to boot it up, you're going to get a lot of glitches. Now, with women, when you, and I'm going to start with women first, with women, when you decide to download or to install masculinity into a woman, you're going to have a lot of glitches. Like feminists try to, feminism try to, tries to do, and Marxism tries to do, they try to download masculinity into women. The architecture of women isn't built to handle the program. So what you get is a lot of glitches. Now, what you will see, how this will manifest itself, just like in a computer, if the video card if the OS is running on the, and the video card isn't recognized or, or there are errors between the video card and the programming, you're going to have a lot of visual glitches. Just like when you... Hey, Salem, come on up. Um, just like when you... Well, Salem, why did distract me? Let me? Let me step back a little bit. When you download this program, this masculine programming into women, you have a lot of glitches. And part of it is video glitches because as the video card is struggling, trying to interpret the programming, and it can't, you'll see a lot, you'll see a lot of glitching with the video, with your graphics. 
It's the same thing with women, all right? When you try to download masculinity into a woman, a la, like, a la feminism, when you try to do that, you'll see a lot of visual glitches. And this is where you have things like, and again, visual glitches because of your video card is all screwed up. You'll see things like hair that is any color but the natural hair color, right? Visual glitch. You will see fingernails that are way too long. Visual glitch. You'll see makeup that is way too bright. Visual glitch. You will see the body that is too big for the clothes that they're wearing. Visual glitch, right? What else happens? Oh, and also you'll see like shaved heads on women, which again, visual glitch. Um, and weird haircuts, weird hairstyles on women, visual glitch. So there's that. Now, what else could happen when you download, when you try to run the wrong OS on the wrong piece, on the wrong computer? Well, if the audio card isn't working, or if the audio card isn't compatible with the programming that's being loaded onto it, you'll have a lot of audio glitches, right? Again, your sound card isn't working with the programming that's trying to work it. Is it completely incompatible? So you'll have a lot of audio glitches. And this is where you hear things in women, because remember, they've been downloaded with the wrong OS. So you'll hear things like, you hear things like, and they do this on a, and you can tell they're glitching out because it's a, um, it's a loop glitch, it's an audio loop glitch. And they'll say things like, I don't need no man, I don't need no man, I don't need no man, which is completely against their nature. It's an, it's an audio loop glitch, I don't need no man, I don't need no man. Or, I'm a strong boss, I'm a strong boss B, I'm a strong boss B, I'm a strong boss B. Again, when I get into the part about women wanting to live, when men, women wanting to live their soft life, we'll hear that. Or, what's going to happen is, because there's an audio glitch, usually an audio loop glitch, but since the audio card isn't really working well with the program, with the OS that's been installed on it, you're going to get a bunch of randomly strung together words that don't make sense on a loop, on an audio loop glitch. So this is where you hear things like, I'm a demisexual, I'm a demisexual, um, I'm a demisexual trans non-binary furry. I'm a demisexual trans non-binary furry. I'm a demisexual trans non-binary furry. And it's like, huh? Or my favorite, my favorite audio loop glitch of all time is, Cis heteronormative patriarchy. Cis heteronormative patriarchy. Cis heteronormative patriarchy. And then when you ask, well, what is cis heteronormative patriarchy? They short out. <laughs> you know, they, they reboot. Why? Because they're glitching. I mean, I don't, I mean there's no real more way, plain, more plain way that I can put it than that. They're glitching. They're glitching because they've been downloaded with the wrong OS. Instead of the femininity OS, they've been downloaded with the masculinity OS, and they're glitching all over the place. And this is why you see the worst of the worst ones have bright pink and purple hair, bright red lipstick and white makeup, pasty white makeup, long nails, half-shaved head. And the ones that I can really point to are the black women with the blonde hair, with the blonde hair, um, long, long fingernails, big, bright makeup, and their body's way too big for their clothes. Who are talking about all black men ain't crap, all black men ain't crap, all black men ain't crap, and they complain about being a single mom. 
You see where the glitch, you see where they're glitching out? So again, this is what happens when feminism downloads the wrong, the wrong, um, the wrong OS into women. Women, women need to run the femininity OS, not the masculinity OS. Well, the problem is so many women are, many women are trying to run the masculinity OS with faulty art. Well, not far, faulty architecture. It's just the architecture is not built to handle masculinity, the masculinity OS. Then they try, they try to, um, they try to do the labor thing, and it just doesn't happen, which is why there's a late wage gap. They try to do the provision thing, which doesn't happen, which is why you see more single mothers under the poverty line than any other demographic. They try to do the protection thing, but they don't. And they try to do the strength thing, but you see them all over TikTok crying because their lives are so screwed up. Because they're running the wrong OS. All right. So let's talk about femininity for a bit. So what does the femininity OS entail? Because, again, Let's go back to my favorite Google. Wait, there we go. Um, here we go. Let's go back to my favorite Google. And let's say femininity. Femininity, right? What does it say about femininity? Dictionary philosophy, Oxford language. Femininity. Qualities or attributes regarding characteristic of women or girls. More circular reasoning. Again, since the knowledge of what masculinity and femininity have been has been lost. Yes, has been lost then this is the kind of thing that we can expect when we ask what is femininity and what is masculinity? Much of circular region, reasoning. Let's see, what are four types of femininity? The rear is femininity. Again, this is come, this comes from, and again, I'm on Google, and I'm, I'm just clicking on the questions that are being asked. And one of the questions is, what are the four types of femininity? One is career is femininity. Again, remember in the beginning of the show when I said that femininity has been lost to the point where they've taken masculinity and attributed it to femininity. And this is one of the this is one of the examples I'm talking about. Careerist, careerist has careerist really has nothing to do with femininity. However, with the with the advent of the second wave feminist movement, they've adopted they adopted the masculine trait of labor into femininity. The problem is women aren't. Built for that kind of labor, which is why you see more women going into things like social work and nursing and teaching for a degree, instead of going into things like factory work and things and any kind of other infrastructure work. You just, you just don't see it, right? So again, career is femininity. So individualized femininity. Now again, femininity, just like masculinity, is societally dictated up to a point. Again, data clusters. When you ask what it is to be, when you ask straight men what they want in a woman or in a partner and a wife or in a girlfriend or a wife, they'll say a bunch of things that are societally driven. However, there are data clusters around four main points. And these four main points is this. Beauty, fertility, kindness, and emotional mastery. And again, emotional mastery doesn't mean that you're stoic in the face of all kinds of other stuff. Emotional mastery is you understand that you understand that your emotion, there are just certain things that you just need to feel. However, you don't go nuclear with it. Like I've seen, I've seen many times 
many times where women take their feelings to a nuclear level without without good reason to do so. Emotional mastery. You have to know when and where to when and when when and where to wield your emotions. That's all a part of emotional mastery. And to do that takes mental fortitude. It takes strength, which binds masculinity and femininity is strength. This is why the strongest families have men that provide and go out to work, bring home the money to provide for the family and protect the family. And the wife or the woman, she's beautiful, she's in her fertility, and she's she has her kindness going. But together, they don't let anything come into their marriage or family that's going to destroy it. And they understand, and this is why they say, this is why Christians say that marriage without God in the middle is not a marriage. Because God, when you have that, when you have that love for God and Jesus, as a common denominator, that's where a lot of people derive their strength from. I have a thing on my wall, and it says, I can do all things through Christ with strength in it. That is a mantra among Christians, because Christians derive their strength from their belief and their love and their following of Jesus Christ. All right? Excuse me. I'm just giving you the overarching view. I'm not like, I'm not blasting it or endorsing it. I'm just saying what is, right? But people have different, people have different, um, people have different sources of where they draw their strength from. For some people, it's their religion. For some people, it's their hobbies or it's their activities. Some people, for some people, it's their careers. I'd be, I don't know. But because your 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 typical Christian would say, well, you know, if you don't draw your strength from God, then what kind of strength is it? Who knows? But I know common common experiences are a building point building point of a lot of strengths. Um, cat wants to go in and out. Say it or say it or out. You went through this last week. Um, so wherever you may derive your strength from, just make sure you have. You have a common, make sure you have a common thing where you draw your strength from. And make sure that you and your partner together are strong enough to ward off anything negative. And this is a problem. This is why the divorce rate, well, there's several reasons why the divorce rate is so high. But when we talk about uh, when we talk about strength and keeping a family intact, it takes a crap load of strength to keep a family intact. It just does. So Again, when you talk about having a strong family, you're going to talk about having a strong family. And it's not just the guy carrying the load or the woman carrying the load. It's both of you carrying an equal load, whether that be 50, 50, or 100, or 100, or 180, and 180. Both of you have to carry the same load. That's why the Bible says Bible says that thing about being equally yoked. You have to be equally yoked. Not just you, not just you to your religion, but you to each other. That's the whole thing. That's the whole, that's the bind, or that's a bond. Between masculinity and femininity. And that's that's what's up. Anyway, I'm gonna take another commercial break. Uh, when I come back, I'm gonna continue on this femininity piece. And then maybe if I have a little bit of time we'll go through some um, profiles. But that's that's what's up. So yeah. We'll do that because there's some things I guess I guess gotta do. So again, blow my nose and things like that, because my nose is starting to get stuffed up. Anyway, commercial break. I'll be back in 10. 
Try back and get the rest of the femininity, please. You're listening to ABC on the you're listening to the ABC podcast on Blog Talk Radio. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent, or a Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost, what's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief, Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's sugar smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confounder, that boy knows I like those new sugar smacks. And he knows I do, too. Matt's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new sugar smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just get Kellogg's Sugar Smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they always say. Relief is just... Bless that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra-good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra-rich, extra-thick, extra-chocolatey, Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell mom to get Bosco chocolate flavored syrup for you. Sing out. I love Bosco. It's rich in chocolatey. Chocolate flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco. That's the drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great big just to I'm a princess. Yes, my lord, it's a party tonight. We'll have to do a pop. All the kids in the neighborhood say to do a pop. The triple good, triple good. And do you know why? Sure. Because one, there's good tasting hard candy outside, and two. There's a delicious center of Tootsie Roll inside. And three, only Tootsie Roll Pops are such fun to eat. That's why they're triple good. And don't forget Tootsie Roll Pops come in a party pack, too. Ten Pops and assorted flavors. There's a game on the back that's lots of fun to do. All 
the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. You love Tootsie Roll Pops. Hi, I'm Mike Wallace with a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffo, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow Fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden Fluffo. Yoo-hoo-hoo. I've got a Swiss cream sandwich for you. Crisp golden cookies and in between. An extra thick. It's my pick. Filling of cream. Dessert time. Tea time. Don't miss Swiss. As the man around here, you can quote me on this. You. It's Swiss cream sandwich for you, and you, a truly different cream sandwich. Swiss cream sandwich baked by Nabisco. The luscious, creamy fillings in a class by itself. No other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light they melt in your mouth. You, it's Swiss cream sandwich for you, and you, Swiss cream sandwich. Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. Ah, a box of matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message and only secret squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the secret squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert and drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the Secret Squadron. We Secret Squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Yes, just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. 
Mmm, good, too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day. The Gemini Space Flights. Are long. The training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank Tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-G pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great. Has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some Tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy. So frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of new Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked. Yeah, how about I turn up my how about I turn up my microphone? That's kind of the thing, like sometimes I think my microphone's turned up and it's not, and then I don't hear myself in the speakers, and I'm like, why? Because my microphone's not turned up. Anyway, let me start let me start again. Because I was talking about before I found out that my microphone was turned down. Um I was talking about how um when men and women are downloaded with the wrong programming, like women are downloaded with uh, or women have masculinity installed and men have femininity installed as OSs and it's completely incompatible with the architecture. It's prone to glitching. But how does that glitch man how does that glitching manifest itself? Let me turn up my 
my microphone because, again, I've been working on my audio issues. And as an aside, um, I've been getting tired of just having the audio problems. So what I did was I tore everything down and as far as audio-wise, and I rebuilt it. And I found out that my voice meter doesn't go above 41,000 something, uh, 41,000 or something like that, instead of 48,000. So I had to turn everything down to 48,000, I mean, 41,008. So let's see if that, um, let's see if we are able to do this correctly. So, because I'm just tired of the sound issues. My show sounds like crap and I'm just done with it. But again, let's, let's see the glitching now. Let's see, Feminism Woke, let's see, Kathleen Stock. I'm on TikTok right now, and Ben Shapiro, oh yeah, this one. Oh, here's a quintessential example, I found one. Here's a quintessential example of a man that's been downloaded with the wrong OS, with femininity OS instead of masculinity. And the reason why he, many people have their, have their suspicions about why he did it, maybe because he wasn't such a good swimmer and he wanted to compete with the females. But again, let's see. Leah yeah, Thomas, like, Will well, Thomas. We respect Leah as a woman, as a trans woman, or whatever. We respect her identity. We just don't think it's fair. The swimmer complained that, that his former teammates are only hiding behind feminism in order to oppress transgender people. They're using the guise uh, of feminism to sort of push transphobic uh, beliefs. Thomas's colleague, transgender swimmer Skylar Baylor, agreed, saying that feminism has reduced women to reproductive capacity. He also stated that activists who fight to keep trans athletes out of women's sports are fighting for women by excluding women. They're like, oh, we respect Leah. Now, you understand how you, you, you see what the glitch, what the audio glitch was, right? They're talking about including men in women's sports because these men are supposed to be women. It's a, it has to be an audio glitch because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Let's see. They're like, oh my God, Will Thomas needs to be competing against the women. Okay, let's put, let's just destroy it and let's, let's put women in the NFL, the women in the NHL, right? Or women in the NBA. Why even have women's divisions of sports? Let's just, let's just put them in with the men and see how they fare out. Now, if you know if women are getting into traditionally masculine occupations, how are they going to fare against men in sports when competition is what it is? There's no competition in the occupation. There's competition in sports. You see what audio glitch? Now, um, it's a PSA for transmasculine people on testosterone. Let's try this. This is something I wasn't told when I started T over 10 years ago. If you're a transmasculine and you've been on hormones for five plus years or so, it's likely that you'll start to experience some reproductive health issues. It's also likely that if you go to your doctor, they'll tell you that you need to get a hysterectomy. And I want to say that that isn't necessarily true. There are some specific conditions where a hysterectomy is necessary, but there are also many, many reasons why you could be having issues down there. I recently had a friend who was visiting me from out of town and they've been on tea for about six years and they said they were starting to have some bad cramping that was really painful and they went to their doctor and without doing any testing, the doctor recommended a hysterectomy. <clears throat> and I was really glad that they were there and we got to have this conversation because 
I, about two years ago, I was also having some really severe cramping and I actually had the opportunity to talk with a transmasculine nurse practitioner who explained to me the range of reasons why that could be happening from pelvic floor dysfunction to things going on with the uterus or the ovaries, um, also the vaginal wall, um, degrading over time. There's a wide range of reasons why that could be happening. And they said, your doctor will likely say you need a hysterectomy, but there are actually many ways that you can treat these things, depending on what it is, um, through other means that don't involve invasive surgery. So I reached out to the community and I found that there is a number of transmasculine people who routinely go off of testosterone in order to allow their body to take some time to heal those tissues they'll have a couple of periods and then go back on to tea. And so I decided to give that a try. I've been off of tea about a year and a half and it completely resolved all of my issues. So I told this to my friend and I'm uh, glad we had this conversation because they were on the brink of scheduling their hysterectomy because of course, hearing that from their doctor, they thought that was the truth. So I just wanna say if you're in this situation. So we're going to cut that right there. You understand, you, you understand the, the, what I've been saying about downloading the wrong. Now, this was a woman who took testosterone and now she has a beard and all this stuff. And she's having problems with her own reproductive system, with her own, her JJ and her ovaries and things like that to the point where she was literally going to get a hysterectomy. You understand she's been downloaded with the wrong OS. The architecture wasn't the architecture wasn't built to handle the OS that was put on it. That's why she went on testosterone, because the OS dictated so. She went on testosterone and was incompletely completely incompatible with her body. Now she had having reproductive issues. And the only way that Reaper resolved herself is going off of testosterone because testosterone too much testosterone in a feminine in and the body with feminine architecture causes health problems. Again, you're downloading the wrong OS onto the computer. I don't know what about this is so hard to understand. Like, I say these things and I get called transphobic. Fine. All right. I'll be that. But one thing that I know for sure, been in over 40 years in and around the health industry, is that bodies were built for certain things, all right? And a woman's body wasn't built to take too much testosterone. This is why women don't have freaking testicles. I don't. And then she's and then she's going to talk about trying to get a hysterectomy, and she's happy that she didn't because she went off of testosterone, and just going off testosterone cleared up all her problems. Well, there's clue number one, genius. I mean, how hard is this? Again, here's here's another one. Now, this one, obvious visual glitches because, again, it's a dude with, like, long pink and blonde hair and wearing women's clothes and women's makeup and with tattoos. Obvious visual glitches. Let's see if the audio... I just have one me. question for Mike. What's my gender? <laughs> <laughs> Answer the question. Uh, you... you, you What's you, Jeffrey's gender? You, ide the, you you identify as 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 he slash 
He, Jeffrey. Yes. I'm a dude. I love makeup. I love fashion. And, you know, now there's these terms were, did not exist when I right, was a right. kid. Do you fuck with them or no? With what? The terms. No. I think, right. I think half of it's. Okay, so, again, you understand downloading, downloading femininity into a masculine computer. This is, these are the things that happen. You get confused about your gender and you want other people to define your gender for you. And then when you can't, you then you then come up with um, come up with different things like, oh, gender is a spectrum when it absolutely isn't, right? And again, audio glitch. Um, the visual glitches are there again. The dude with long pink and blonde hair and makeup and tattoos, wearing a dress, obvious visual glitch. So, excuse me. I told you once you see this, you're not going to unsee it. Every time you see this, you're going to think glitching. It's a glitch. It's got to be. It's got to be a visual glitch or an audio glitch. Talking about what is my gender? What is my gender? It's got to be an audio glitch because everybody should know their gender. Let's check Girls out this. Think one. that trans women aren't helping feminism? Uh, we're turning men into women. What the f are you doing? Tweeting. Turfs think that trans women aren't helping feminism. Uh, we're turning men Again, into women. Visual, I mean, audio, audiovisual glitches. It's a dude with long hair in a dress and makeup talking about turning men into women, which is literally impossible. Audio and visual glitching. Here is a biracial female, a biracial woman with blue hair. Oh yeah, what I tell you about uh, when I tell you about the visual this the video card glitching, right? You'll when your video card glitches, you'll have you'll have visual things on the computer that just don't make sense. Like hair being any color but natural. This is here's one of the examples. I love it when cis women say that trans women aren't women because trans women don't know what it's like to experience misogyny. And trans women don't know what it's like to experience the bad parts of womanhood, like misogyny or catcalling or anything like that. But then when trans women say, actually, I do experience these things and I feel validated when I experience them because you seem to be gatekeeping womanhood behind misogyny. They say, oh no, you're not a real woman because you find misogyny validating. They tell us that, oh no, you're not a real woman because when you experience misogyny, you feel validated in your gender. Like, you're the one who defined womanhood as experiencing misogyny. You're the one who did that. So when we say, right, I feel valid. with this. Um, he's talking about somebody defining womanhood as... Um, and experiencing misogyny. This guy, uh, called him a woman, he's, he's literally not binary, so he makes a point to make himself a guy and a girl at the same time. Again, visual glitching. Um, but he's but he's the one that's saying that womanhood means men can be women. Literally, men can be women. Men can partake in womanhood. And I would like to know which which man, like Spike chromosome, can give birth to children. I just want to say, I just, I just want to ask that. And it, as a matter of fact, let's go back to the woman who tried to make herself a man and had all kind of reproductive issues. You know, there, there's just this whole thing. So again, people still, people call me a transphobe for this, for my remarks. Okay, I get it, fine, I'll be that. But somebody's got to, somebody's got to be rational about this.
And I figure the guy with the freaking degree in IT is gonna is gonna do it. So, um, sorry, I'm trying to get all this stuff in a, in order. Going back to femininity, right? Because I'm, I'm literally done with these glitchy things. Going back to femininity because obviously femininity has been lost. And this whole trans ideology thing comes because nobody understands what masculinity and femininity is anymore. So let's kind of throw it in, try to make mashed potatoes out of it and see how it goes. And that's just not it. Again, femininity. What is femininity? Femininity is cultural. Um, a lot of it's culturally driven, but the still boils down to the same data points across the board. Beauty, fertility, kindness, and emotional emotional mastery. Now I pulled up when I looked under when I looked under Google and I pulled up an article. Well it's not an article, it's more of some kind of a study here. But let me lose that. Now and I, I just kind of want to read from that, like I read from masculinity. I want to read this from femininity. And it's from well my favorite Planned Parenthood. If there's any but if there's any source that you want to go to that's out and out racist or if there's any if there's any entity out there that is demonstrably racist i mean demonstrably racist it is planned parenthood and i did a video years ago for youtube proving such but again let's talk let's talk about planned parenthood and let what they have to say now, our, it says, our society has a set of ideas about how we expect men to women, men and women to address, behave, and present themselves. See, they're getting off on the, they're, they're starting off bad. No, it's not that our society has a set of ideas of how we expect men, men and women to dress, right? Because, again, up until about the 1960s, wearing suits and hats were a thing for men. Just like wearing dresses and stuff for women. And 1960s came and all that... All that got shattered, nobody black, nobody batted in an eyebrow. And that's lasted all the way up until today. And nobody really bats an eyebrow about how people dress. Now, when people do bat an eyebrow about how other people dress, it's usually in the context of appropriateness, right? Is what you're wearing appropriate for your surroundings? Like, are you wearing booty shorts to a fancy restaurant? Are you wearing bikinis to the gym? Things like that happen. And when they talk, when, when you say, hey, that's probably not appropriate, like back at my last job, we had one employee who, again, my best job was at a hotel, at a four-star hotel. One of the employees who had just used the gym thought that she's gonna just going to parade herself around in her, um, in her midriff top and her short shorts after just coming out of the gym. She was just going to prance around the hotel like that. And it's like, no, you're not appropriately dressed for that. And she had to, I don't know if she got disciplined for it or anything like that. She should have. She may have, I don't know. But still, appropriateness. That's where people balk. It's not that people expect people to dress a certain way. It's, it's how is how you're dressed appropriate for, for your surroundings or your event or whatever. Another example. For the job I have now, when I interviewed for this job, I got into one of my best suits, and I went and I showed up for this interview. Now, when I showed up, when I touched the ground, and I'm like, "Okay, I'm here for the interview," people were like, "What in the hell?" One of the um, one of the managers who saw me 
pull up and go into the thing. He's like, oh my god, somebody's here in a suit. What the hell is going on? Who's investigating this, right? Why is that? Because they're so used to people showing up in jeans and t-shirts for a job interview, and that's just never been me. I've always been told, I've always been taught, you go in your best. You go in your best. You go in your best professional attire. It doesn't care. It doesn't matter what the job what the job is. You can go for CEO, CEO of a software company, or it could be for an oil rig. You wear you wear your wrist. You, you, that's just it, right? So we've gotten to that point. So it's not like we have a set of ideas of how we expect people. It's just is it appropriate for how for how you are? Let's see. What are gender roles? Gender roles in society means how we're expected to act, speak, dress, groom, and conduct ourselves based upon our assigned sex. Now, sex isn't assigned. See, this is another this is another thing. Sex is not assigned. Sex is well, sex isn't assigned by people. Sex is assigned by chromosomes. XY means you're a male. XX is a female. Those are in your chromosomes. They're not assigned by people. Right? Your chromosomes are assigned by egg meeting sperm. Uh, for example, girls and women are generally expected to dress in typically feminine ways and be polite, accommodating, and nurturing. Yes and no. But we're not ex you're, Women aren't expected to dress in typically feminine ways. Why? Well, no, I'm going to say why. Well, the example of that would be the, the plethora of uh, women's jeans and pants going around, right? Pantsuits. Those aren't traditionally feminine, but we don't care. And be polite, accommodating, and nurturing. Being polite, accommodating, and nurturing me just means you're a decent human being. But according to Planned Parenthood, expecting somebody to be a, um, a decent human being is painting them into a gender role. Let's see, men are generally expected to be strong, aggressive, and bold. Eh, yes and no. It's not that you're, we're expected to be strong, aggressive, and bold. We're expected to provide labor, protection, provision, and strength. That's what that is. Every society, ethnic group, and culture has gender role expectations, but they can be very different group to group. Again, like I said, it goes from culture to culture, but they all have the same lowest common denominators. I'm going to keep hitting that. How do gender stereotypes affect people? A stereotype is a widely accepted judgment of bias uh, about a person or group, even though it's overly simplified and not always accurate. Stereotypes about gender can cause unequal and unfair treatment because of the person's gender. This is called sexism. Yes or no? There are four basic kinds of gender stereotypes. Personality traits. For example, women are often expected to be accommodating and emotional, while men are usually expected to be self-confident and aggressive. Um, no, everybody is expected to be accommodating. Not everybody's expected to be, nobody's really expected to be emotional. Again, emotional mastery is part of feminism. Not emotion, emotional mastery. It's not enough to just have emotions. You have to know how to master it, all right? While men are usually expected to be self-confident and aggressive, women are expected to be self-confident as well, all right? Um, aggressive, though, eh, nobody's really expected to be aggressive unless... Aggressive has this place. True. Domestic behaviors. For example, some people expect that women will take care of the children, cook, and clean the home. No. And this is where, again, the whole thing of the boss babe comes in. Because when, and here's what they're, here's the plane that they're missing. When, yeah, anybody can, well, not anybody can cook. I know some people who just can't cook to save their lives. But keeping your place clean is just high. This is basic hygiene. Um, let's see, taking care of the children, primarily up until the, like the fifth year of the child's life, when the child turns five, 
women are primarily because women are well here's and well here's what I believe. Women can nurture children. Children up until need up until the age need the nurturing. Come about two and three years, the man comes in and applies discipline. Now between nurturing and discipline is how a child grows up healthy. I always say that nurturing without discipline creates a narcissist. Discipline without nurturing creates a psychopath. So you need to you need both. So when they say, Oh yeah, everybody expects women to take care of the children, um, how about no? Maybe, except for maybe the first three years, three to five years of life. But once the child turns two, then the man has to step in and provide that discipline and that direction. Let's see, while men take care of finances, work on the car, and do the home repairs. That goes to strength, physical strength. Um, occupation. Some people are quick to assume that teachers and nurses are women. They are. And that pilots, doctors, and engineers are men. No. Plumbers are men, oil riggers are men, miners are men, loggers are men. So I don't know where they I don't know where they come in. I don't know what they're getting this from. Hypermasculinity is the exaggeration of stereotype behavior that is believed to be masculine. Hypermasculine folks exaggerate the qualities they believe to be masculine. They believe that they're supposed to compete with the other men and dominate feminine folks by being aggressive, worldly, sexual experienced, and sensitive, physically imposing, ambitious, and demanding. The reason why this is, and this I'm going to agree with. But the reason why this is, is because the, the true meaning of masculinity has been lost over the years. So, again, when people are grasping at straws trying to figure out what masculinity is, these kinds of things will happen. Um, let's see. Extreme uh, hypermasculinity is exaggerated. They only talk about hypermasculinity, not about hyperfemininity, where women are going out, they're partying, they're sleeping with whoever they want, driving up their body counts. Um, trying to take on the qualities of men and they're not, and they're calling it femininity, which hyper, which hyper femininity again, no emotional control, no control over the sexual libido. They just go around sleeping with anybody they want, and they're freaking throwing tantrums when people don't want them, and they're trying to manipulate men using their sexual wild. That's hyper femininity. They don't make. I notice they don't mention anything about that. I wonder why. Let's see, same gender stereotypes are harmful because they don't allow, allow people to fully express themselves and their emotions. Not true. For example, it's harmful for the masculine folks, harmful to masculine folks, whatever that means, to feel that they're not allowed to cry, express sensitive emotions. No, it's not that. It's just that doing so accomplishes nothing. At some point, you're going to have to pick it up and get it done. That's all we're saying. For example, uh, let's see. And it's harmful for feminine folks to feel that they're not allowed to be independent, smart, or assertive. Again, that goes to downloading the wrong OS on the wrong computer. Um, how can I fight gender stereotypes? I'll point it out, be a living example, speak unbelievable, try, blah, blah, blah. So, again, we're not the smart person, the, the, the socially conscious person. And I'm not talking about social issues and social ills, but the socially conscious person, the person that knows the difference between masculinity and and femininity and embraces it knows that to fight against uh, masculinity and femininity is is dumb at best but um you know it is what it is they 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 try and again this is why when masculinity and femininity have been lost and people are grasping at straws then this we get things like this but it's things like this that don't do 
any justice for people who actually want traditional uh, traditional relationships and stuff. For the last 15 minutes, um, I've, I've decided to forego the profiles for right now. But for the last 15 minutes, what I want to do is I want to talk about people's reaction to the trad wife thing. Because, again, trad wives are the are example, the example of what I'm talking about. Because to be a trad wife, you have to be in your feminine. A lot of people who aren't in their feminine, a lot of people who have their masculine downloaded and are glitching now don't understand. They, they go and attack trad wives. And trad wives have most, no, I can't even say most. I'd say a lot of trad wives are ex-feminists. They've actually had their, they've actually been factory reset and had the right OS downloaded to them. So this is where a lot of trad wives come from. Now, people who haven't, people are, who are still operating on the wrong OS, don't understand this. And this is where a lot of the attacks on trad wives come. So, let's see. Um, do you guys know about this? see? know about trad wives. Okay, so there's a whole pool of women now. Who, I wouldn't call them right wing, but they're a right wing adjacent. You know, there are women out there now that are trad wives. They're traditional housewives. They're all hot and they're all like, I cook every meal for my man and the minute he gets home, I just want to please him. Some of you women out there watching this are like, OMG, I'm a trad wife. They're usually all beautiful and it's giving 50s housewife aesthetic. In the kitchen, meal prepping, maybe making a casserole, baking. They're traditional housewives. They're very modern and very attractive know about trad wives okay, okay so, so there's the of now. weird because again when you're when they're talking about these trad wives again we're talking about like her when she talks about trad wives she makes it about beauty you know you again that's the audio glitch there because beauty 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 oh my god her looks oh my god she's hot oh my god Makes all of it. No, being a trad wife is more than being pretty. There are a lot of trad wives out there that aren't, that just aren't, I'm not going to say pretty because, again, beauty is an eye to behold. But what I'm going to say is most women are five, sixes, maybe seven at best. That's the majority of women. When you start getting into eights, there's fewer women. Nine, even fewer women. And ten, way fewer women, right? Most women are somewhere between five and seven. So you can't say that the majority of trad wives out there are quote-unquote hot, e.g. eights and nines. That's just not it. That's just, it's not, it's not mathematically possible, is what I say. It's not mathematically possible. So, again, to make trad wives just about looks, that's just, that's just, it's, it's not, no. Again, trad wise is about what you do, not how you look. Let's see, um, soft life. Hi, babe. Sure, thank you for your question, and you're not the first one to ask me that question. I've had that question probably asked five or six times since I started TikTok. Um, ask her why she's whispering. get on here, I remind myself it's about me. 
me speaking the way I speak. What culture? So there's that. No, I'm sorry, you hit the wrong button. But there's that. See, she's a black woman that understands that she spent so much time in her masculine that when somebody factory reset her, she has to remind herself daily not to go back into that masculine. So um, speaking softly is that reminder not to go back into that masculine. And that's not um, that's not a cultural dictation. That's a personal dictation, right? Whereas women, remember my definition of femininity, one of them is kindness. If you're not kind, like... Men aren't supposed to, men just aren't built to be kind. We're meant to be cordial. We can be nice. Um, kindness is a woman thing, though, right? And she has to remind herself of that now that she's living her quote-unquote soft life, now that she's been factory reset, and that she's living her life now to take care of her man who she loves. She has to remember that speaking softly is part of that, part of being feminine. It's just it. Let's see. Uh, Number one rule as a tried wife. This is your duty as a wife. A man's home is his castle, so he should be treated as a king. He's working a stressful job, maybe working long hours, just so he can provide for you and the family. So he rightfully deserves peace. That being said, it's every wife's duty to appreciate her man and all his hard work. Show him how much you truly appreciate him, okay? He is your king, and you are his queen. That is your duty. Number one rule as a tribe right, wife. So, yeah, number one rule. And there, there's some of the comments are toxic. There, there's one that said, I keep waiting for the punchline. Why is there a punchline? Like, why can't somebody just, again, why can't we just live for each other? People are just so selfish nowadays. And again, that goes back to what, that goes back to what, what's been lost and what the knowledge that has been lost over the years. Uh, let's see. Um, now for this is the G's. What I'm going to do is I'm going to let's see if we can find some more examples of people glitching out, and we're going to end with this. Um, let's see. Ah, here's one. Definite visual glitching. Piercings where piercings are supposed to be. Patriarchy um, is and how that relates to the average dude. So, in our current system, the overwhelming majority of people in positions of power are cis hetero white men. I am not denying that. The fact that those positions true. of power are filled by those men does not mean that every single man is in a position of power. The guy who pumped your gas this morning, he is just a working class guy. And not only does that mean that he faces working class issues, it means that he also faces a lot of problems that are specific to men. Patriarchy is a system that insists that men are dominating and superior. It is a completely abstract thing, but it does influence the real world. It's not just fathers upholding the system, it's mothers too, and it's adults in relationships with each other, regardless of gender. Half of the world doesn't get a free pass to not look at internalized patriarchal ideas, and we all have to dismantle the stuff we're carrying around with us if we're going to dismantle the stuff that's outside of us too. Men are not... See that? that? That's audio glitching right there. Saying that there's a system that's set up by men, but when that's um, facilitated and set up and facilitated by men, but oh, women, women participate in it too. Well, then how's the patriarchy if, it, if women participate in it as well? You do you understand? That's that's what that's what we're dealing with. That's the 
that is the type of those are the type of audio glitching that you're gonna hear. Let's see. Incoming stitch. These stitches are really fun. Inundated with the new stories and the content about like oh, oh my god, this is a really good content creator. And in this video, she refers to how women are sort of organizing through social media around this idea that uh, heterosexual marriage is not for us; that it has always been for the patriarchy. Uh, and to benefit men and that it oppresses women and that women are coming to this knowledge and are choosing to either opt out of marriage altogether or literally divorce. Um, I call it the great divorce. Women are realizing that they don't need men or even want men as they are. Um, I think this scares a lot of men. I think they are caught completely off guard. They, they didn't see it coming. Um, it's, it's like when a woman finally leaves the man after years and years of telling him what the problems are and he doesn't address them and finally she leaves and they go, well, wait, wait a minute. Men are in crisis now because that's what's happening. Women are choosing not to be with men. Okay, let me address that. And I'm going to spend the last few minutes addressing this. Um, first of all, she's delusional, all right? She, this is one of the worst glitch, worst cases of glitching I've ever seen. And if she factory resets, and God bless her, but I don't think she will. This is the worst case of glitching I've ever seen. First of all, she's delusional. She thinks that the, it's the great divorce that's causing men to, causing to plummet in marriage rates. It's absolutely not. Because what she fails to realize is the fact that, um, is the fact that it's men that control access to long-term relationships. So if men control access to long-term relationships, how are they how are they buffered or whatever whatever she wants to say? How are they how are they burned that women aren't getting married? Last time I checked, it's the man who decides the woman who he wants to marry. And that's number one. Number two, she talks about the woman leaving her man after years of telling him what the problems are. Finally she leaves and he's like, What, wait, what? Well, first of all, the fact that the woman has spent years harping on what the problems are in the relationship means that when she once she leaves that man, that man is happy. He has peace now. He has quiet now. He doesn't have anybody in his ear talking about what the problems are in the relationship. He's got his dog and his money and his and everything he needs. He's got his PlayStation and everything, got his car. He's happy now. He's the biggest thing he has now is peace. And without that woman there telling him here telling him every day for years what the problems are. But then, this is what this woman believes. Oh, it's a great divorce, and a lot of men are, no, no. That's not reality. And again, this is the glitch. That I'm, this, this is what happens when you download the wrong information onto the, or the wrong operating system onto these computers. They don't, you can't boot them up. And this is her problem. She just didn't boot up correctly. And now she's going around thinking that things that are, things are real that are. And the problem is, so many women are downloading with the wrong OS that they're going around thinking this. And this is why there is a huge, and I mean a huge problem with women and loneliness. And I think that's, I'm going to start, I'm going to go, but that's where I'm going to stop. And I'm going to tackle that issue next week, women and loneliness. So again, that's what's up. Hey, I'm ABC. Thanks for listening. Um, you can catch this show again, Blog Talk Radio. Normally, I would do this 11 to 12 every day and then 4 to 6 uh, on Saturdays, but this week is kind of a weird week, so I had to I had to make do. Uh, I'm on Facebook, though, 
So catch me on Facebook, uh, jesse.ramsey.79. You can follow my personal profile or jesseramsey.abc. You can catch my um, you can catch my public space, and then you can also catch the show's page. And I really got to get better about um, updating the show's space. The show's space, but I guess since I have it on my phone now, then I have Facebook on my phone now since I more reasons. Um, I should be able to do that quite easily, a little bit more easily now. So follow me on Facebook. Also, if you're on social media, um, look up at J Ramsey ABC. And if you find me, then you can follow me. Um, I'm on all kinds of social media, but I just I just don't use a whole lot of it. The only thing I really use are True Social and Facebook and a little bit of X. So there's that. Um, that's it. Thanks for listening. Uh, oh, you can email me too at jesse at jramseyabc.com. Speaking of which, um, I got an email from Kenny in Fort Myers, Florida, and this email says, uh, let's see, hey, ABC, love the show. You forgot one, what did you forgot one subset of men, which is the fourth. And, oh, he goes into saying that the fourth subset of men is the ones that are, that get the passports and go overseas. Now, Kenny, yeah, you're right. There is a fourth set. There is a fourth subset of men that do go overseas to find women because they're so done with Westernized women or modern modern Western women that they're looking at women who have been um, culturally conditioned to be wives and take care of their and take care of the men that they love. So again, that's that is a fourth set of men, Kenny. You're absolutely right. Um, I'm not going to read it because it's a long email, so I'm just going to paraphrase it. I just, I just don't have time. So, um, but yeah, he's right. There is a fourth subset of men. So from now on, I'm gonna when I talk about the three subset of men, I got to throw that fourth one in, which are the passport bros. And passport bros are so done with Western women that not only are they going to other countries to find traditional women, they are actually leaving their their expatting is what they're doing. They're expatting to these other countries because they know if they bring the woman back, then she's just going to get westernized. No, we're going to, they're just going to expat and they're just going to be where they are, where all the good women are, and they're just going to live there and just live their life out, live their life out. And that's just how it is. So yeah, there it is. Anyway, yes, yes, yes. I'm out. Um, again, catch me on social seconds. media, catch me. And there's my, there's my thing. Uh, catch me on social media. Catch me on Blog Talk Radio. I'll see you next, hopefully next Saturday, if not next Sunday. I'll put it out on my page. I promise. And that's it. Thank you very much. ABC out. Remember, the future is what you make of it. Now go out and make the dating world a better place. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.